Welcome to the RCCF Podcast. I'm Phil Forrester, owner and operator of Rock City Complete Fitness. Today, I'm going to be joined by my wife, Lori, who's also the operator of Rock City Complete Fitness. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that has been a little controversial, and that is, what is our position on some of these new weight loss drugs? You know, uh, I think Wagovi is one of the name, um, but it's the semaglutide uh, approach. They, you know, it's a medication that was originally using um, prescribed for diabetics, and one of the side benefits was weight loss. So now they've been improved. Some of them have been improved by the FDA to actually be prescribed for weight loss, uh, so that it gets covered by by insurance. So um, we've been asked a lot, and and we've had some members in our gym get on these drugs, and. Initially, our response was kind of looking at it through the lens of, well, if you're not disciplined enough to work out or improve your food choices, then you're sort of defaulting to or taking the easy way out into taking these drugs. So it was kind of an either-or conversation, and you'll hear a lot of that in the fitness industry. It's a shortcut. You're just taking the pill. If you get off the pill, you'll just be right back where you were. And there is some truth in those conversations, but our conversation, and it really helped, was with Nicole, who you're going to meet today. Uh, she is a health professional. Uh, she's been a part of our gym for a long period of time, and she got on uh, one of these drugs, and we've been able to work with her to ensure that we work together to protect that investment, um, and you'll hear her story today, but at the end... Um, Lori and I kind of have come to the conclusion that this does not have to be an either or conversation. It actually sets itself up to be an and conversation. If you're struggling with weight or food and you just can't get over the hump of the noise about food in your head, these drugs can be an assistance to your ability to take your health and fitness to the next level. But if you're only looking at the drug as a solution and not factoring in your diet choices, your food choices, and your fitness choices, you're at risk of really losing out on this investment. So our, our position is, hey, if you're going to go down this path, then let us help you protect that investment, that during the time that you're on these drugs, that you're working hard to protect or enhance your muscle, at the same time adding and eating the types of food you need to be eating forever so that there's a point of time in the future that if you get off of these drugs, you now have a foundation of healthy habits that can continue or protect this investment that you've made and potentially even pay off much further on into your life. So, with that, let's get into the podcast and uh, let's uh, Lori and uh, Nicole and myself talk about her experience. All right. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining the Rock City Complete Fitness, the RCCF podcast. Uh, we're excited to have you talk to us today about a topic that has been controversial. We've struggled with, you know, how to treat it, how to look at it, how to talk about it, and that's these new weight loss drugs uh, semaglutide, 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 semaglutide. Okay. <laughs> However you want to say yeah, it. We're in Arkansas. Those. Anything works. Anything works. So, <laughs> and the, and the 
brand names for those mm -hmm. are what? Um, you have Wagovi, which is um, branded for weight loss. And then Ozempic is the exact same medication, but branded for type 2 diabetes. And then um, a third one, which is actually terzepatide, and the brand name that it's sold under is Manjaro. And it's semaglutide, but it's got an extra peptide in it. And so um, it's they're doing trials to try to get it branded for weight loss, but that hasn't happened yet. Okay. And the reason we are asking you to come in today is because you've been taking these drugs and, mm -hmm. and been helping uh, you, and we wanted to get your take mm -hmm. and sort of an analysis to mm -hmm. help us understand what role these drugs play. Um, we're trying to understand so it's not a you know, right and wrong, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I think right now there's a lot of that type of conversation out mm -hmm. in our community, yeah. our own gym community, mm -hmm. out in you know, the fitness community. Mm -hmm. I think it's the, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's the conversation of, oh, if you're doing that, then you're, you're lazy. Or, you, know, you, you could work out at eat. You're, and it you're be, cheating. You're cheating. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I understand the, the reaction, but because we've worked with you for so long, mm -hmm. you know, you and Lori have been having these conversations, and I think you come in eyes wide open because you're a medical professional, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. describe kind of your experience. Um, I've been an RN for 23 years, and um, I'm also certified as a women's health nurse practitioner, and I have a PhD in nursing, and I'm currently an associate professor in the College of Nursing at UAMS. So right. um, I don't have an endocrinology background, but I do understand what I'm reading. Yeah, so yeah, you're not know enough to be dangerous. But you're not just responding to an ad on TV and right. going, "Oh, gee, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. I think I'll take that." Yes. I mean, there's a background of knowledge that you're bringing to the table to decide whether or not this is good for you. Yeah. Um, but it didn't start, I mean, how long have you been, when, when did you start? Um, I started last fall in September, the end of September, and I actually started on Manjaro and was able to get on that when they were still offering a coupon because these medications are horrendously expensive. Um, and shortly after I was able to obtain the coupon, they cut it off and you had to prove that you had diabetes to obtain the coupon. And, and you don't have diabetes. No. Right. And um, so... Um, once I was on that for a couple of months and then it just got to be where the supply chain became a problem and I couldn't get my hands on it. And by then that was in December and by then our insurance was covering Wagovi. And, um, so I was able to get that. And so I switched and that made me start back down at the bottom dose. So it was kind of like starting yeah. over. Um, and, and they, they're similar medications, but they are actually a little bit different. I feel like side effects may even be just a tiny bit different. Okay. But, um, you know, really, I think weight loss really started, honestly, this spring. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I had lost some, but But really you really kind of made that, that jump January mm -hmm. of 23, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And as we're recording this now, it's August of yeah. 23, so uh -huh. you've been on it for about eight months. Yeah. So this didn't come quickly because you've mm -hmm. been working on weight loss and fitness for a while. And Lori, mm -hmm. you've been coaching Nicole for a bit. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that journey you've had with Nicole. Nicole um, started coming to the gym, I think you said 20, in 2020. 2020, July of 2020. 2020. In the heat. Oh, yes. Terribly out of shape. Yes. Thought it was a near-death near experience. <laughs> and you were actually kind of coming sporadically mm -hmm. until yeah. we sat down and discussed... Mm -hmm. The morning. Yes. Um, Lori <laughs> is 
somehow <laughs> has some magic voodoo and you cannot say no. And it was, I had always said, there's no way I'll do 5 a.m. I she won't do 5 a.m. I will not do 5 a.m. like, give me one month. Oh, okay. And yes. here I am. And I promised you I would not say another word about it if you gave me one month solid and then you still didn't, it didn't change your life. Mm -hmm. And did it change your life? It absolutely it changed my okay. life. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay. So started coming at 5 a.m. She's been very consistent with her workouts. We had started some nutrition coaching and she was working with another uh, coach. And so I picked up where that coach left off and we got her eating a little bit more because she kept cutting her calories, trying to lose the weight, cutting her calories. And this woman that you can't see, but she has an amazing amount of muscle built over years of work. So um, she was under eating. So I'm like, all right, Nicole, we got to we got to eat to support the muscle. She starts dropping some weight, right? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. dropped um from t July of 2020 when I first came back and then before we started nutrition coaching, mm -hmm. I I did lose about 8 to 10 pounds, probably mm -hmm. water. Um and then I started the nutrition coaching and from that time until I started medication, I had lost about another 35 to 40 pounds. Okay. So we got yeah. the ball rolling. Yes. Things were starting to happen that weren't happening before. Right. So starts fueling herself correctly. Right. And so she's like, whoa, okay, the scale's moving. Mm -hmm. I'm noticing a difference. And then we stalled. Yes. After several months. Mm -hmm. That's when Nicole comes to me and says, I'm thinking about this drug. I didn't know anything about it. I had heard it one other time. Mm -hmm. And of course I know I came across as very skeptical. Mm -hmm. I think she was afraid to talk to me about <laughs> it. Um, and so I start looking into it as she starts explaining it to me and I'm like, Hmm, this sounds really interesting. I'm willing to support you in this because I know you've done the work. There has to be something else. Mm -hmm. She's put in the time, the effort, um, the focus on eating the right macronutrient balance, all those things. And there was something else going on and she just couldn't move the needle past mm -hmm. that point. Yeah. I had actually, um, I have a, a friend that I used to work in labor and delivery with. That's a nurse practitioner and she prescribes these medications a lot. And I came across one of her TikToks talking about it and I was like, Hmm. And so I started looking at it and then I had another really good friend that I worked with. That's a brilliant nurse practitioner and was asking him about it. And I was like, I, you know, I see this thing about pancreatitis with this and that terrifies me. Um, and he was like, yeah, it, I mean, that's a, that's a risk or whatever. And so I, at, initially I was like, no, nah, I'm not, it's not worth it. You know, I'm not going to do it. And then it was about, I think three or four months and, and had barely lost any weight at that point. And then I had some, some friends at work who were taking it and I saw them <laughs> dropping weight, like, you know, 20, Fast. 30 pounds immediately. And I was like, why, why am I killing myself? <laughs> Some, you know, something there's, there's things out there to help. So I'm going to really look at this. And I think that's when I came to you and I was like, okay, yes. look, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. Yes. And I've been working through how I feel about this because I wanted this so much for you. I wanted you to get what you were working so hard for. And I was starting to feel like it was my fault and I'm just like, something's got to be up. I know mm -hmm. she's doing the right things, but we just stalled. Mm -hmm. And as, as much as I wanted what we were doing together to be responsible for all this mm -hmm. weight loss, I just, I, it, it couldn't be mm -hmm. for the whole thing. Something mm -hmm. else was going on. Mm -hmm. So you started it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, end of September last year. And you started with, um, what's the one you started with? The Mondaro. Mondaro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did that feel? We, we did lose some weight that first couple of months. It wasn't drastic. I mean, you know, my friends that were taking this, literally I have, I know somebody that lost 50 pounds over a summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would come in and I would lose five, six pounds maybe. Um, not all of it fat. I mean, you know, have some of that be water or whatever. And so it's like, man, still I'm not, you know, um, you know, it's, it, it wasn't as fast as what I thought it would be, but it was starting to move. So I was like, okay, we're moving in the right direction. Um, and I think I learned a long time ago, just quit getting in my head that by this day, I'm going to wait this much mm-hmm. because it's not, that's not how it works for me. It just doesn't happen. So, um, just getting a little bit past that initial frustration mm-hmm. of it, um, and getting going on it. Well, and being that she was in nutrition coaching, we were um, monitoring her muscle throughout mm-hmm. her taking this. So we we did an in body scan every month, mm-hmm. and Nicole has a lot of natural muscle and muscle she's built over the years, and so we wanted to make sure she could maintain that. Um, and support it. So even though with this medication, you, you didn't feel much like eating. No, <laughs> uh, no. And some days I don't, you know, some uh-huh. days I'm like, oh, I just really did not eat much today. I didn't do well, but, um, which is different because it used to be like, wow, I really blew it today because mm-hmm. <laughs> I ate too much. But, um, so that I think is a, one of the challenges of the medication. And I think also that one of the reasons why I was seeing people lose these drastic amounts of weight and I'm losing it so much slower than other people because I do make sure that I'm eating mm-hmm. some food and I'm eating the protein. Well, and I think so. that's that's kind of the big aha as mm-hmm. we're ha- having these weight loss discussions is we have to really fight through the messaging that the number on the scale is the objective. Mm-hmm. Because if we define that as success, then anything that we can do to make that move is good. Mm-hmm. And there's a tremendous amount of risk in yeah. that if, if we allow that to be the definition of success. So talk yeah. a little bit about as you got the side effects and you're starting to think through or feel, you know, if I were just to go all in on the not eat, basically, mm-hmm. um, what do they call it, um, where you eat intuitively, mm-hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. based on how I felt, what th- would that have done? I, I would be eating uh, drive-by snacking foods in the pantry, like a handful of chips or a few peanut butter crackers, because you just don't want to eat. I mean, I have to make a conscious effort to plan what I'm going to eat. And some days it's a fight to make, myself eat it like sometimes I'm like no I absolutely cannot do a protein shake today it will come back up um so you know and that is that is I think a big difference in why my weight loss has been slower but I also looked at my in-body scan that we did last week and I pulled up a picture of my very first in-body scan when I first started nutrition coaching and I've there's a three pound muscle difference and oh wow yeah, there, and then maybe four or five pounds of water, and the rest of it has been fat loss. Wow. Which, that is going mm-hmm. to be slower. It's yeah. hard to lose just body fat. Well, and I think that's really at the core of what, the reason we wanted to have the conversation with you is, you've, there's a way to do this that gives you an opportunity to do both. 
Right. Because it's not an either or. And right now we have so many conversations happening that are either or. I'm either going to work out and diet properly. And as a result of those activities, I will achieve my weight target. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to take a pill mm-hmm. and the result of the pill will get me to my weight target. Right. And those are both to some degree true. Mm-hmm. I could just take the pill. You could have mm-hmm. just taken the pill and probably hit a weight target that you would have otherwise caused you to go, yes, I'm liking my people. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I lost my 50 pounds too. And you're right there. But why wouldn't you want to do that? Medically, from your perspective. Well, I mean, you know, I know, Lori, I'm sure there's a podcast that talks about how important muscle is, but you know, (laughs) I'm 44 years old and um, my, my mom has pretty significant osteoporosis And, um, I, you know, I don't want to struggle with osteoporosis as I age. I want to be mobile. I don't want to feel old. I mean, my God, uh, we're probably never going to get to retire. So I better be in (laughs) shape to keep working for a long time. Um, I just don't want to feel old and broken down and muscle is so important for that. And I just genetically have, I mean, I've only lost three pounds of muscle. So I came in the door with this and, um, I would like to keep it. I like to see Mm -hmm. the muscle definition. You know, I don't lose 50 pounds, but then when you wear a tank top and your arms Mm -hmm. look like there's no muscle there and your body fat percentage doesn't move much, to me, for me personally, my preference would be to have the lower body fat, the higher weight. Right. And it be muscle. Well, and it doesn't support the life you want to live. Right. I mean, if if you're, yes, there's an aesthetic look to it. Mm-hmm. But we've also got, we can't let go of how the muscle is critical to you moving well, you know, feeling better, metabolism is healthy. Because is, am, I, am I right in saying if, mm-hmm. you, if you don't pay attention to that, is there the big risk? I just wrecking your, down, me- later uh, down the road. Of right. wrecking your metabolism. I mean, you look at people who have gone on Octavia and some of these other very restrictive calorie restrictive diets, and then they struggle to be able to get back to where they can eat normally again without gaining a lot of weight. Um, and then, you know, again, it goes back to that into, if I just ate intuitively, I would be eating junk food. And so then, you know, what is my cholesterol going to look like? you know, your triglycerides, all the, the things that you want to be healthy to prevent long-term complications um, are going to be terrible. So if we're only um, eating to be skinny, then that means you don't care where that weight comes from. It could be your muscle, mm-hmm. your water. That's the reason the crash dieting <coughs> is so um, prevalent. It's mm-hmm. like skinny at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. But those of us of a certain age who care about longevity and care about our overall metabolism and hey, maybe I want to come off this medication Mm -hmm. at some point where those feelings of hunger are coming back and I want to go back to eating like a Mm -hmm. normal person. Um, What if my metabolism has slowed, I'm not going to be able to eat a normal amount of food. Right. And, um, Oh, I had a thought and it just left. It'll come back. <laughs> it's okay. It will, it will come back. It was really, it was good. It was a good one. <laughs> well, and, and I think that the, what's the risk associated to, you know, the, what's the long term? Like as you now are eight months in mm-hmm. and you've lost, do you have a number 
like overall? Almost 80 pounds okay. from my heaviest. And, I, you know, I, um, I was a, a, a member here when it was Rock City CrossFit. Right. And I, when I tell you I've done every weight loss gimmick, I think that's where I was going with that thought that mm-hmm. I lost. Um, I have done all of these things at, with the skinny at all cost mindset. It, ne- it has never stuck. It has always come back with interest. <laughs> and I think that that's, you know, that's probably one reason why it is harder for me to lose weight now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've done that since I took my first round of um, Fentramine when I was 18 years old. Now, so what is Fentramine? That is the Adipex. It's a stimulant. Yes. Is that the old fin fin? It's half, of, fin half fin. of the fin. Half of the fin. It's one of the fins. Um, so, yes, and we have, I know people who have, mm-hmm. are on that, mm-hmm. and then um, they're jittery, their heart rate is yes. high. Um, can we talk about, because this has become so prevalent of people, and how um, med spas are doing this, mm-hmm. and places they're compounding, mm-hmm. and um, how people are so desperate to get a hold of this, mm-hmm. and I just... Coming from a medical background, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people are careful on mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, there's there's always going to be a subset of patients that you do want them to lose weight at all costs because mm-hmm. if, if the sure. alternative is worse for them. Um, and so if they're an appropriate candidate for something like Adipex or these medications or whatever, and they, that's where they need to start to get some something going then then that's that's one scenario um I think you know if I was somebody that just had a few pounds to lose I think I would be a little more hesitant about this although I know I I know a lot of people that (laughs) have gotten on it just to lose a little bit and and they and they have tried other things or whatever and um I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it if you understand what you're getting into. And I know that there are a lot of med spas that are doing it and you go in and you don't really get any nutrition talk or exercise talk or any, um, here's the the risk of this. Like if you take this and Mm -hmm. you eat really fatty food or you drink a lot of alcohol, you are setting yourself up for risk of pancreatitis. Um, And then there's risk associated with compounding and and I'm not saying with everywhere that gets compounded medication but anytime you take an, a compound compounded medication only certain pharmacies are certified to make injectable drugs and so you know if, if it's somebody who's taking that from a compounded source they need to vet that source and make mm-hmm. sure that it is they're getting it from somebody reputable and it is safe and they are getting what they are supposed to be getting but so you mentioned that you've done a lot of the crash diets and, mm-hmm. you know, and it comes back with interest. Mm-hmm. At the core, if the effect of the drug is to reduce or even eliminate the feeling of hunger or the mm-hmm. desire for food, isn't, aren't we in the same spot that if you remove the drug, mm-hmm. you're now so wanting food, craving food, and eating more? One difference with this medication is, um, you know, with... With the Adipex and with um, even Contrave and, and some of the other medications like um, 
oral medications that they have for weight loss, those are meant to be very short term. And so when you think about somebody who's overweight and they want to lose weight, and we know that to keep weight off, you've got to change some habits or it is going to come right back. And then we're going to put them on a medication for three months and they're not going to be hungry at all. They're not going to develop habits in three months, even under ideal circumstances, but now they're not even hungry. Um, So it's going to come back. With this medication, you can be on it indefinitely. So it gives you time to be able to figure out your eating. Um, And then, you know, I was listening to a podcast that Lori had sent me, and I can't remember. It was it's a doctor that studies all of this, mm-hmm. um, and and I, it was fascinating because it was things that I didn't know about the medication and talking about how, as you you know b- become obese, your the inflammation in your brain and the way that your body talks to your gut cells to your brain cells, and it's far beyond what I understand about biochemistry. The inflammation kind of t- essentially takes over and messes up the cellular insides of your body. And so those don't function correctly. So then you end up eating more. You have a harder time losing weight. Um, And some of these studies are indicating that this medication actually corrects that underlying problem. Um, And it, and it does reduce hunger through a different mechanism. You know, the, all these stimulants and contrave and things like that are working on your brain to trick yourself into not being hungry this medication is slowing the rate of absorption of food so you feel you, full longer yes okay. and you absolutely cannot eat as much as what you normally would be able to eat and and at the same time it's also changing some of the signaling with um, your pancreas and your liver in how your glucose and insulin are managed so in patients and I really feel like this was one of the things with me is that my A1C was elevated. And um, when you have high insulin levels circulating all the time, um, your body becomes less responsive to that. And so then you all constantly feel like you're hungry, almost like you feel like hypoglycemic all the time, because if your insulin won't work, your glucose is not being used. And so then your blood sugar is high, but none of it's getting used appropriately. And so that makes you want to eat more, you know, you're not burning sugar like you should, so therefore weight loss is going to be a lot harder. And this does address some of that underlying just biochemical response, yeah. whereas these other medications simply tell your brain you're not hungry. Well, you mentioned something in that, that what it does is it gives you time to allow your body to adjust. Mm-hmm. My question, though, is if you don't use that time to establish different habits, better habits, more awareness Mm -hmm. to what you're eating, how you're moving, and the ultimate life choices, again, are you still at risk that if you quit taking the, or are you now just destined to have to take the drug forever? So um, that is something, and I've, I've seen a lot of information about this, and I don't know that anybody totally knows yet because this is so new to weight loss that we don't have a lot of research on long-term. Um, I saw a study the other day that showed, um, I can't remember the length of time that they had put patients on, and I think it was with Manjaro and not semaglutide, but they put um, patients, same diet, same exercise plan, same medication, and then at some point they took one group off of the medicine, but they didn't tell them. So 
you know, they were given a placebo. And um, the group on the medication continued to slowly lose, but the group on the placebo, even though they continued to follow the diet and they continued to follow the exercise plan, um, kind of rounded up a little bit. They didn't gain all of it back, but they did have a little bit of a rebound effect. Um, and, and so, you know, I don't know that we're totally going to know the answer to what is definitely going to happen when somebody gets off of the medication. And I do think that you can be on this long enough, and if you have any intention to change how you're eating, you definitely can do it. But somewhere in that motivation change in the mind, that has to come in. And I know for me, I mean, I already had my eating habits in place, um, but I, it still was a struggle because there were a lot of days where I wanted to eat what I wanted. Um, we would go completely off the rails on the weekend on a lot of weekends and not that we don't do that still, but there's less of a drive to do that. It's just easier to make the choices and it's, it's really hard to explain the change in my mind from the medicine, but it is a definite change. The way that, sort of building on what Phil said, the way that I look at this is, and I hear this term a lot, the, the food noise yes. in your head. We're always, and I, I'm guilty of this too, I, I have mm -hmm. this as well, that there's noise in your head about mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. The next meal, the next, mm -hmm. I need a snack. Am I, do I need a snack? I think I do need a snack. Mm -hmm. Like, it's constant. Yes. So you so step on TV and you're it, like, oh, I want that, yes. I want that. <laughs> yes. We're, we're stimulated by, you know, visuals everywhere smells and it takes that away mm -hmm. so if you could take those feelings away if you could take those that noise out of your head mm -hmm. and utilize that time mm -hmm. to learn mm -hmm. to learn about what your body needs to be able to maintain mm -hmm. such valuable muscle as you age and what foods mm -hmm. to eat and what kind of macronutrient balance you need and to practice meal prepping, practice without yes. the hard part, Wanting which is your head. else that you see. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's, that's the, the best setup you could possibly mm -hmm. ask for. Because mm -hmm. we do have someone here at the gym who was on semaglutide and did not. She was just happy she did, wasn't hungry, so mm -hmm. she didn't eat. Mm -hmm. She dropped six pounds of muscle in three months. Mm -hmm. We cannot afford to drop six pounds of muscle. It's too hard to get it back. It's too hard to get it back. But something that really, really made me happy about this was she was able to do her in-body scan, realize she was dropping muscle mass. Okay, I've got to eat. How many calories do I need to eat? How much protein do I need to eat to maintain my muscle? And really did kind of mm -hmm. force herself to do that, even though the mm -hmm. noise was gone, even though she wasn't that hungry. But she was eating from medicine, mm -hmm. the medicine of her muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Medicine for her muscle. She was eating. Got off the medication and came back and did her in-body scan, and she had put it all back on. Mm. Continuing to lose the fat. muscle, mm -hmm. the, the muscle, the muscle, yeah. the muscle, not muscle. The fat. But all the muscle that she had lost, mm -hmm. she put back on yeah. while still losing fat, even right. on vacation. Yeah, even so, I was so happy because honestly, I expected more muscle loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it meant she was paying attention. She was like, Oh, oh yeah. no, I can't lose muscle mass. I know how yeah. important muscle mass is, so she 
took her medicine. She took yeah. her protein. She did her workouts. She was also very weak. She mm-hmm. wasn't eating enough. So I, there's been a massive difference in her in the gym. Mm-hmm. So you can do this safely. You can yeah. do this without mm-hmm. that massive rebound. Yeah. I do believe that. And, I, you know, for me, Lori and I talked about this last week about, how, you know, what's my plan for my, what's my exit strategy for this? And I honestly, I don't know. I know that I foresee myself probably being on this for another year because I want, I still have a ways to go to get to a goal weight. And then I want to be at that goal weight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just jump off of it. I want that to be established. Um but I do know there are different ways that you, you know, you can titrate down the dose. You can spread out the, the doses themselves, and that is one way to help maintain. I think maintenance is going to be easier for me just because of the month after month that I would come in, and I'm like, well, I haven't gained anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I, think, I think maintenance will hopefully be easier. I don't, I don't foresee myself ever, with or without the medicine, ever going back to where I was because my life is completely different than it was Mm -hmm. three years ago. So you did have a little break in your medication when you were changing your medication. Just a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Did you notice a big difference in Uh, your appetite? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Um, So it was, it was over Christmas. So you're already kind of (laughs) not doing well, even, even on medication, you still are going to have holiday food. And, um, and then I was sick, so I was out of the gym, and we had been out of town, and then Todd left to go out of town again to football game, and I was there by myself, and so it was literally like, what am I eating from DoorDash tonight, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think I actually ended up gaining anything, but I do know it was like, I just remember you, know, you coming in going, oh, wow, there's a huge difference in the way that, but I did, <laughs> the food I noise. Yes, and it was, um, and it was like... You know, normally I'd be like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't even sound good. That doesn't even sound good. And then I was like, wow. Everything sounds good. Yeah, everything (laughs) sounds really good. But I think one of the biggest changes is, you know, people, I would hear people talk about they like to exercise. It feels good. They feel so much better when they exercise. They feel much better when they're eating right. And that used to be so foreign to me. It's like, I don't understand that feeling, but okay. And now... You know, we went, we skipped a dose when we went on vacation mm-hmm. because we just didn't want to feel Because you feel pretty out. crappy yeah. after you go, after your dose. And we knew we would be drinking more alcohol and mm-hmm. things like that. So I was like, we're just not going to take the risk and we'll just skip it. And we, we ate, we didn't go crazy. We didn't do anything crazy. But I know by the end of the week, I was like, I have got to have some vegetables and some kind of grilled meat that doesn't have breading on it and feel somewhat normal. I just felt Because that's your life now. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, I really, I don't see, you know, if I get to the bottom of my goal weight, will I maybe gain 10, 15 pounds back when you go off? Of course, anytime you do some kind of drastic weight loss, anything, surgery, medication, um, even, even eating, strict and exercising and then you have even the slightest bit of change there is some a per, certain percentage of rebound you know five five percent or so and that doesn't stress me out I don't want to ever be back to where I was when I walked back in this gym oh no and I don't think I will I there's no, no. in no world can I even imagine myself like that again 
So, so talk a little bit about some of those challenges, side effects, et cetera. I mean, you know, we talk about the benefits. Let's go in eyes wide open. What, what can someone expect and, and maybe need to so, wrestle with? Um, when <clears throat> I first started taking Manjaro, I would take it. And for about 48 hours, I called it the Manjaro flu. And I just tired, um, didn't have a lot of nausea, um, but didn't really want to eat. And I just, I would get a headache for a a day. And then I had this weird skin pain. It was like when you get the flu and your skin hurts, that's how I would feel. And it, I mean, it was every time I took it for about 24, 36 hours, sometimes two days if I was dehydrated or anything. Um, and Wagovi does the same thing. I think Wagovi maybe has had a little bit more tired feeling with it compared to Manjaro. I don't recover quite as fast from the tired feeling with the Wagovi as I did with Manjaro. Um, and I think that that's probably individual. You know, I, there's if you ask 10 people what their major side effects are, everybody's going to be just a little bit different. Well, I think, too, let's, let's also remember that you had the side effects, but you're also eating correctly. Yes. Mostly. Yes. Some people are taking it, and they're just so happy they're not hungry. They're not eating at all. So I think those side effects are even worse. Yes. And Mm -hmm. um, there is, I remember sometime November or December, I made the mistake of eating a ribeye. And I never eat ribeye. I usually eat leaner steak. But I ate this ribeye, and it just did not want to digest. And I was sick for days, just (laughs) miserable. I won't even tell you all the symptoms. But um, so there are some things you're going to find that there are certain foods that you just, it's a no, and um, have not eaten a ribeye since, like won't do it. Um, And also, uh, it's worse when you increase the dose. So I know the last time we went up in dose, it's been a couple of months since we um, went up on it. And it, for about two weeks, is, uh, it's uh, a struggle to get to the gym. It's a struggle to even want to get out of bed and do anything. Isn't Wagovi has a higher, you can go higher on the dosage. It does, but I don't know how it compares to Manjaro, like effect yeah. wise, but, um, and actually Manjaro is a larger number of a dose, but again, you know, between mm-hmm. medications, you don't know what that equivalent is, but, um, you know, now it's really not that, it's not terrible. I mean, there's, it, the biggest thing for me now is like, I have a day where I just, I just don't feel great. Like I don't want to do anything. So I take, I, now I've learned I take it on the weekend so that I have Sunday to Recover. I can lay in the bed and be a slug if I want to. <laughs> Get everything done on so Saturday. So just know that if you're going to, to go down this path, with that you're going to feel side effects. Mm-hmm. You're going to not, not feel like eating, but you need to eat. Mm-hmm. And you kind of need to know what you're, what you're going into. It's not weight loss. It's just this blanket. Oh, great. I want to lose weight. You need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. What kind of deal are you making here? Mm-hmm. And if I have got, if I need to lose 10 pounds for vacation and I haven't given myself a good three months of mm-hmm. consistent working, mm-hmm. eating my vegetables, eating some balanced mm-hmm. meals, but I'm going to take this drug, what mm-hmm. would you tell me? I, a, um, there is, for 10 pounds, <laughs> I think the risk is a little high for a 10 pound weight loss. I, yes. For, to me, I mean, 
Um, because people have gotten pancreatitis with this, and that is severe, severe, and can have long-lasting consequences. Um, and the other thing is, that's a really expensive way to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> but it's so much easier than habit change, Nicole. I know, but um, then you're going to gain that 10 pounds <laughs> plus 5 while you're on vacation, and you're going to come back and be right back to square one, and then right. you're going to keep paying the money for the medicine, and you know, right. you got to think about it that way. So as you talk to people that are considering taking this or are already taking it, how equipped are they in comparison to you to really get the long-term benefit from this investment? And financial investment, mm -hmm. energy investment, feeling like crap investment, time yeah. investment, you know, the cause and effect. Um, do you find everyone that you talk to or that you're with going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all these other things too? Uh, yes and no. I don't know anybody else that does nutrition coaching. I definitely don't know anybody else on it that comes to 5 a.m. boot camp. <laughs> um, but, you know, most of my circle are nurses. Sure. And so they do understand that they've got to eat some protein. They've got to eat some sort of a balance. Um, I don't, you know, I have some friends that are doing it that do use my fitness pal and try to track it, but they're, but they also are like, you know, I have one friend that's always like, well, how much protein do I eat? And how, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I can tell you what I eat, but you are very different from me. Um, and so I, I know that people do not get that education out. Yeah, are doctors when, providing that? Are they like when going, hey, started, here's everything you should do in conjunction with so this medication track? My former primary care doctor was actually a gerontologist. <laughs> so I was probably one of his youngest patients, but I <laughs> loved him. He was so sweet. Um, and I went to him and I said, listen, have you heard about this med medicine for weight loss? And he's like, well, I have a lot of patients on it for diabetes, but I haven't ever seen anybody do it for weight loss. And I was like, well, this is what I want to do. This is where, this is the dose we start out. This is how you manage it. And he was like, okay, whatever, you know. And um, I've since switched. Um, I have a very dear friend of mine, and um, her and her husband opened their own um, direct care, primary care practice. And he's a brilliant um, internal medicine physician. And he does, he will do this with his patient. I mean, obviously, that's where I get mine now. But, um, you know, and he doesn't. We don't talk a ton about it because he knows that I'm doing this and I'm getting in-bodies. But on his other patients that he does this with, he does send them for an in-body scan. He does do a lot of nutrition counseling. Um, he has patients wear glucose monitors, and sometimes he even starts with that before he will even give them the prescription. So let's look at what, what yeah. foods are doing to you chemically so you can learn a little bit about this before I just put you on this medicine. Do you think that is the norm or do you think Absolutely that is the not. exception? <laughs> no. Right. Mm -mm. I don't think that's the norm either. No. In fact, the couple of people we've talked to at, are like, sure, try it. In fact, here's a free pack and your thing or whatever yeah. and just yeah. go. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. He, you know, because he's a, a direct care. Sure provider. He has more time yeah. to spend with patients. And, um, you know, he's very into preventative and longevity. And so he has a heavy focus on that. Right. And so, but it, that's definitely not normal. So that to me is the, is the red flag in this, in this conversation that mm -hmm. I think people like you, people like us, we need to elevate the conversation outside of either or, mm -hmm. right? because too often we're, we're, it, it if we're advocating because we're fitness people, we're advocating, you know, 
diet and exercise is the key to your long lasting great life. And if you do these behaviors, weight loss or being at the ideal weight will be a byproduct of right. your healthy living and healthy choices and healthy environments. There's truth in that. Mm -hmm. You plateaued and needed mm -hmm. some help. The, the, the other side of that conversation is the people who don't want to work that hard. Mm -hmm. They don't want to change their life. They want to live the life that they've enjoyed living. And if there's a pill that will allow them to keep living that life and lose weight, regardless of the quality of the weight, whether it's muscle, water, you know, mm -hmm. clothes, whatever, mm -hmm. um, then they would choose to do that. Right. And for me, if there is a medical profession who will, enables that person to take these drugs without any okay. recommendation, and, I'm, and, and recommendation beyond, hey, by the way, you probably should make sure you eat enough protein mm -hmm. as they're writing the prescription, yeah. slide it across the desk and, and leave. Mm -hmm. Or even more vague, just eat better. Just eat just better. Eat better. Right. Eat 1,200 calories a day. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, our, our medical system, physicians have very little education on proper nutrition. And, mm -hmm. and they even if they knew everything in the world about proper nutrition, in 10, 15 minutes with your patient, sure. you're, you can't do it. Um, and, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily even want to discourage somebody because some people, and I know, you know, in, in 2020, before I came here, um, you know, I had done CrossFit for, for a while still, I mean, this muscle was apparently there, but it was not, did not show like it did. Like I've had, <laughs> must have had more fat too, obviously. But, um, you know, I did the powerlifting, I did CrossFit. Um, and then I went back to PhD school was raising a teenager and just kind of fell out of that and then took an administrative role at work and it just really went downhill from there and had gained a lot of weight and I got done with my PhD and I finally was like, I'm, I'm getting surgery. I'm just, I'm not going to live mm. like this. I've, I've done this over and over and over again. I can't do this anymore. And I bariatric surgery. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, had a referral actually, from my physician, and that was the week before everything got shut down with COVID. Wow. And so oh that, I know, what what a blessing, right? And, I don't think um, you've ever told me that. Yeah, I would have had gastric bypass mm. had COVID not have happened. And that summer, I just was at a point where I was like, I, I can't just sit around and wait for this. I have to do something. And um, my son Connor was coming here to CrossFit, and I was like... And um, also, your daughter was one of my students. Yes. One of um, Wes's son was one of my students, uh -huh. and he would always bug me about coming back. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do it. And um, that's when I came back. And, you know, and then we started the nutrition thing, and I saw that, well, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was just so completely different. But so, I, you know, I know that feeling of... I'm done. I cannot do this. I don't think I can fight this battle. And when you're looking at needing to lose a hundred pounds, diet and exercise seems yeah unattainable. Yeah. Yes. Right. And um, you know, had I've had the option of having gastric bypass and COVID had not come, I totally would have done it. And so I can see where people in that boat are like, oh, there's a medicine I can just take. Right. Give it to me. Yeah. But I, you know, anybody in that boat, I definitely would encourage them. Like, okay, take the medicine. But let's 
permanently fix this. Right. Like you can, you're going to have the ability now to do this and see that you can do this. Well, and that's, that's the message we've really, Lori and I have been talking about is how do we, what position do we take if asked? Right. And I think our role is to help you maximize your investment. Right. Yes. That if you're going to do this, then let us help you build the life that will support the effort, the investment you're about right. to make mm -hmm. in time and money and effort and mm -hmm. uncomfortableness. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to be potentially pleasant. Yeah. So let's make sure that as you go through this and the noise calms and the life, you know, that we establish new habits, new, you know, way of looking at life, mm -hmm. education around the diets, and, and monitor it as you progress through that experience yes. to give you a better shot on the other side. And I, and I think, too, the other thing is, you know, people who were in that same position that I was, again, you know, people that liked to exercise and liked to eat healthy, like, I, and I, I kept hearing people, I don't know if it was you or Heather or who it was, but it was like, this just, it just becomes normal. Like, this is just normal life. And I, you cannot envision that when you are in that place. Right. And so I just think really encouragement that, no, you, you can't see it now. You right. can't. You're, you're far enough away from it that you don't see it, but you will see it. A year from now, this is going to look completely different, and your life will completely change. Well, and that's so. why this has to be the long game. Yes. Yeah, you know, we have to look at this as a life choice, not an event choice. The yes. event is not, I need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. We see that through the lens of a moment in time or a period in time where success is defined by what the, what the scale says. And right. when I achieve it, everything else will be great. Yes. Life will be great. Yes. World will be great. I'll be happy. All things are, are solved. Yeah. And we have to elevate the conversation for the folks that think that to yeah. broaden their perspective. Right. Like it, it seems like that now and it seems like you can't enjoy life. And that was, I, I remember a conversation like um, during that initial nutrition challenge and you're like, what is your why? And I was like, well, I don't want to go anywhere because I don't have any cute clothes. Like yeah. I don't want to leave the house. Right. And so that was my initial motivator. And now it's like, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's important to me now, but it's not, the singular focus. Like I look at it now and I'm like, you know, I'm l much less likely to get a major illness. And if I do, I'm much more likely to be able to recover from it. Right. I feel so much better. I, I don't, yeah. I don't feel 44, you know, right. well, and that's huge. I mean, I felt 60 when I was it, it actually, starting. I was so and I, overweight and One of the things miserable. I think that this helps with Nicole is sometimes like you said, someone's, let's say someone's looking at 100 pounds and it's so overwhelming mm -hmm. and you just feel like, ah, oh, okay, five pounds, really? I've been mm -hmm. working, you know, this hard and I only lost five pounds. And if you can see it moving quicker, it's, it's motivating, mm -hmm. right? You like, okay, what else can I do? And if you're, if you're working with someone who's showing you how, how to eat, um, encouraging you along the way, like this, this slower pace is healthier because we're maintaining our muscle mm -hmm. and you're kind of come out on the other side a much stronger with maybe even different goals than you ever thought you could mm -hmm. even imagine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Heather, Heather, um, one time told me, you know, you have to stop and, and like kind of celebrate where you're at, like look at where you were and now where you are and find something positive here. Mm -hmm. And that, that was something that really 
helps me keep moving forward mm-hmm. and not just get frustrated with like, I'm killing myself for right. a few pounds every month. One of the things you said to me at our last meeting, um, we were looking at your in-body and well, first of all, your in-body is like a D shape now. <laughs> so she's got more muscle than fat, which is a massive mm-hmm. thing, huge. right? Yeah, I it mean, was completely inverted I on know, my first one. I know. <laughs> if you don't know the in-body, it's, it's, it's a graph, right? But, um, she's looking at the number left that's left to lose in fat, which we know this woman is not losing any muscle because she keeps it. Like, I don't even know how she keeps so much Mm -hmm. muscle, but it's awesome. So she's looking at the number and someone in a different mindset would say, how quick can I get there? Mm -hmm. And Nicole says, I'm going to give myself another year to do this. Mm -hmm. That's That's at least a year number. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know, you know, just based on track record, it's right. not going to get any faster. Right. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I may not, and mm-hmm. I, t- you know, I think I said too, um, we'll have to see as we get closer to that number. I may not want to go to right. that number. Yeah, yeah, see how you feel, how you live, what it is, yeah, right? Yeah, because that, the lower number is going to be harder to maintain. Yeah, and, and we, we talked, talked about our face, right? We talked yeah. about our faces. Yeah. The lower the yeah. number. Yeah. The more filler we need. The more filler, yes. And uh, (laughs) sagging skin and other things that bother me more than a few extra pounds. But I think that's what you're clarifying is the shift in focus. Mm -hmm. For too many people, and yourself included, the number on the scale was the thing. Right. And you're now in a position where life is the thing, and the number on the scale contributes to that life positively or negatively, but there's still a life to live. Right. Am I, you know, I'm, I'm not unhappy where I am. There is, I do still have some that I want to lose, but I'm not unhappy. I think I look cute in my clothes and, um, I'm healthy. So, you know, my, my cholesterol is normal. Um, I'm off all of my blood pressure medication, which also I think was part of the reason why I had a harder time losing weight Mm -hmm. because it kind of accelerated just a little bit after that. Um, I sleep so much better, you know, I mean, I don't have to take any medicine to support my cardiovascular system anymore. It's right. So, so uh, if we were to summarize our position that you've helped us clarify and taken us on this journey with you is let's stop the conversation of an either or that it's, you either have to be working out and eating right. And that's the right way. And taking a pill like this, some glutides are the wrong way. That's the fitness people, right? Yeah. Saying, (laughs) and the, um, the other extreme is the people who maybe the doctor who just says, Oh, just take this pill. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And don't really can, you know, while they may say the words, there's no pressure, emphasis, prescription to say, go work with a nutrition person, work with the gym that helps like ours, yes. and build good habits so that you will get a return on the investment. Th- those need to be merged. Yes. You know, we need to merge this conversation mm-hmm. and talk about these in the context of they're a tool. They're right. a tool in the tool belt that are appropriate for some people, not all, in some situations, not all, and make sure that those tools are applied in the right way with the right frequency to give you the best possible result. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I think just the long, we would see long-term health changes if these two were mm-hmm. merged right. consistently. Um, and, I, and I would re- much rather see somebody, honestly, 
if they're going to go on medication, I would rather them go on this medication as opposed to going on a stimulant medication. Right. I, those just, to me, wreck everything. Um, I'm not a fan. Basically, we're using, we're using this medication as a tool to better your life. It's not, <laughs> it's not either or. No. We cannot. We, I want people to feel comfortable talking to me about it and to Phil. And I think we're in this place being fitness people and, and owning a gym where people are like, oh, they're talking amongst themselves mm-hmm. and not to mm-hmm. us about it. And we're like, okay, I, I'm not a hater. We're not. Right. We can do this. We can do this together. I just want, we just want you to do it in the yeah, right way. Help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let Get us help best. you. Get a return on your investment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not, I mean, you know, I know people sometimes can get a chip on their shoulder about, you know, I did this cheating or whatever, but I don't even think it's fair to look at it that way because you just don't know somebody's situation and what they have done. Just, you know, like if somebody didn't know me and, oh, I've gone on this, but they they don't know what I've done for two years prior and that I've lost half my weight just doing Right. Diet and exercise. And, and I appreciate this experience so much that we've been able to have with you because it's it's changed the way I think about it. It's made me understand that you're right. I don't know people's situations. And I felt like, because I had done so much work with you, mm-hmm. that you had done all of the things. I've seen you in the gym. I know that you log every, you were logging everything you eat, and we're still stalling. Mm-hmm. So then I wanted to do whatever I could do to help you start to move that. Yeah. And um, this has done it. And yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, yeah. thank you for being yeah. so transparent mm-hmm. and helping us formulate kind of our approach. And if anybody's listening and they're either taking a semaglutide or are considering taking a semaglutide, um, we would love to help you. I mean, our goal is to build an environment where you feel safe, you feel like you can be transparent, and that we can help you build the, the right kinds of you know, food habits and exercise habits, whether in the gym or maybe remotely. You know, mm-hmm. We can you know, counsel and, and really put people on a path that if you're going down this path with, with these medications, Let's just make sure you get the best return on your investment because it will be an investment financially. It'll be an investment of time. It'll be an investment of energy. And use this opportunity to build a better life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.